0: Alhamdulillah, الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن Mudilla, فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد then to continue with al aqida Tahawiya. The creed compiled by Imam Abu Ja'far At Tahawi Rahimahullah with the explanation of Shaykh Salih Al Fawzan, Hafidahullah. Then we reached point number one hundred and fifty-six, for which At Tahawi rahimahullah says Walla naras Saifa Rahmukallah Walla Nara Saifa Allah Ahadin min Ummati Muhammadin, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, illa man wajaba, alayhi is safe. saying, and we do not hold using the sword against anyone from the Ummah of Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, except upon those it becomes obligatory to use it upon. To use the sword upon. So just to repeat that, that he said, and we do not hold using the sword against anyone from the Ummah of Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, except upon those it becomes obligatory to use the sword upon. Sheikh al-Fawzan, Hafidhullah said in explanation, It is not permissible to kill a Muslim and to take his blood as lawful to shed since Allah has rendered him safe and secure through Islam. He, alayhi salatu Salam, said, (laughs) أمرت أن أقاتل الناس حتى يقولوا لا إله إلا الله فإذا فقد مني وأموالهم إلا بحقها وحسابهم على الله. he's saying Sallallahu عليه وَسَلَّم I have been commanded to fight against the people until they say None has the right to be worshipped except Allah. So if they say it, then they have rendered their blood and their property secure from me except with its right. And their reckoning is for Allah. This hadith been reported by Al-Bukhari as hadith number 25, number 392, and number 2946, and reported by Muslim. And it's from a hadith of Ibn Umar, radiyallahu <coughs> Then Shaykh al-Fawzan said, So whoever manifests Islam and says the two Shahadas And nothing which nullifies Islam appears from him. Then his blood is haram. His blood is unlawful to shed. So it is not permissible to commit aggression against him. And to shed his blood. He, alayhi salatu was salam, said, إِنَّ akum." وَأَمْوَالَكُمْ وَأَعْرَادَكُمْ عَلَيْكُمْ حَرَامُ كَحُرْمَةِ يَوْمِكُمْ هَذَا فِي شَهْرِكُمْ هَذَا فِي Baladicum هَذَا He, alayhi salatu wassalam, said, Your blood, wealth, and honor are inviolable amongst you, just like the inviolability of this day of yours, in this month of yours, <coughs> in this land of yours. Inviolable meaning that you can't shed it. <coughs> Sacred, you cannot transgress against it. The hadith been reported by Al Bukhari as Hadith sixty seven and reported by Muslim. And it's from a hadith of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. Abu Bakr, radiyallahu anhu. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, he said this in his khutbah in Mina on the day of sacrifice. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said this, this hadith, on the day of sacrifice, day of Nahr, the 10th of Dhul Hijjah, during the Hajj in Mina. obviously in the sacred area around Mecca, sacred precincts of Mecca. Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, is there anything stronger than this? So the inviolability of the believer with Allah is even greater than the inviolability of the Kaaba." I mean, the honor and respect that's due to the Ka'bah and it can't be disrespected and so on. The inviolability and honor of the believer is even greater with Allah. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, Because the Prophet wasallam, when he looked at the Ka'bah, he said, ma ashad hurmatak.'" وَحُرْمَةُ ال, الْمُسْلِمْ أَعْذَمُ عِنْ اللَّهِ مِنْ حُرْمَتِكَ وَحُرْمَةَ الْمُسْلِمْ أَعْذَمُ عِنْ اللَّهِ مِنْ حُرْمَتَكَ Or, as he, alayhi s-salatu salam said, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa looked at the Ka'bah and said, how great is your inviolability, but the inviolability of the Muslim is greater with Allah than your inviolability. In a footnote they mention, obviously we had this narration not long ago, in a footnote they mention, this saying is established from Ibn Umar, and Ibn Umar sat and looked at the Kaaba and said this saying. So it is his saying, the saying of Ibn Umar, as is reported by Tirmidhi, and he said the hadith is hasan, gharib, it's got a sing- single chain, and that chain of narration is hasan, it's good. Shaykh al-Albani said, as we had before, this saying of Ibn Umar is Hassan, is good. Wa as wa rahmatullah. Then in addition to what they mention here in the footnote, then the reality is, is just as Shaykh al-Fawzan said. It's authentic, not only as a saying of Ibn Umar, it's also authentic as a saying of the Prophet ﷺ. And that is reported by Al-Bayhaqi in his book, Shu'abul Iman from a hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhumah, who said, Allah's Messenger, وسلم, looked at the Kaaba and said, مَرْحَبًا بِكَ مِنْ بَيْتِ مَا Hurmatak حُرْمَتَكِ وَلَا الْمُؤْمِنِي عِنْدَ اللَّهِ مِنْكِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ حَرَّمَ مِنْكِ واحدة. وَحَرَّمَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِ ثلاثان. دَمَهُ يُظَنَّ بِهِ السُّوء From Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma, who said, Allah's Messenger وسلم, looked at the Kaaba and said, Welcome to you, house. How tremendous you are. And how tremendous is your inviolability? But the believer has greater inviolability with Allah than you. Allah has made one thing sacred for you, and He has made three things sacred for the believer His blood and his wealth and that an evil thought should be thought about him sheikh albani said about this narration in as Sahihah, number 3420 its chain of narration is hasan is good so this is not only a saying of ibn umar it's also established from the prophet sallallahu it's reported by tirmidhi, uh, tirmidhi as a saying of Ibn Umar but this hadith is reported from a narration of Ibn Abbas so it's not only a saying of Ibn Umar as we had before and as they mention here it's also established from the Prophet sallallahu wasallam then Shaykh al-Fawzan continued and said and it is reported from him alayhi salatu wa muslimin إِلَّا بِإِحْدَى ثَلَاثِ الزَّانِي وَالنَّفْسُ بِالنَّفْسِ لِدِينِهِ أَلْمُفَارِقُ لِلْجَمَاعَةِ alayhi salatu said It is not permissible to shed the blood of a Muslim person except on account of three things. A man who is married, who commits fornication, and a life for a life, and the one who abandons his religion and separates from the united body. In a footnote they mention, this is reported by Al-Bukhari as Hadith 6,878 and reported by Muslim. And it's from a hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. Then Shaykh al-Fawzan explains these three cases where the, where the blood of a Muslim is to be shed. So he said, The first, Zani, One who has married and who commits fornication. He said, He is a man who is or, or has been married who has had relations with his wife within a valid marriage. And the two people involved are of sound mind, adult and free. So if he commits fornication, commits zina, then he is stoned to death. In the second case, he said, the second, the Muslim who transgresses against a Muslim and kills him wrongfully and transgressing against his right, deliberately transgressing against him. And the family members or inheritors of the deceased request Qisas. They request retribution. Then he is killed. I mean, the murderer, in that case, is killed. And he quotes the ayah. "Ya أَيُّهَا Kutiba al-qisasu fil-qatla. Surah Al-Baqarah, the second surah, ayah 178. With the explanation, O oh, you who believe, retribution is prescribed for you in the case of murder. The murderer, that just as he has killed a Muslim soul, then his life is taken as retribution. Sheikh al-Fawzan said, meaning it has been obligated upon you. I mean, retribution has been obligated upon you. He said, and he the Most High said, وَكَتَبْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ فِيهَا أَنَّ النَّفْسَ بِالنَّفْسِ Surah maidah the fifth surah, ayah 45. With the explanation, and we wrote upon them in the Taurat a life for a life. So that's the second case. Then he said, and the third is the Murtad. The third case is the apostate, the one who leaves Islam, said he is the apostate. So he is executed as the punishment for apostasy, for ridda, And as for besides these three, then the blood of the Muslim is inviolable. Can't be shed. With tremendous inviolability. Then, Shaykh Al-Fawzan mentions a different case and says, Walaykum as wa rahmatullah. And likewise, Al-Baghi, likewise the rebel, if he commits aggression against the Muslims, then even if he is a Muslim, then the rebels are to be fought against. It means that those who take arms, they rebel against the Muslim rule, and they attack the Muslims with weapons. Al-Bughat, he said, even if he is a Muslim, then the rebels are to be fought against because they wish to split the unity of the Muslims and to rebel against their ruler. So it is obligatory to fight against them. And he gives the ayah as evidence وَإِنْ طَائِفَتَانِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ اَقْتَتَلُوا فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَهُمَا فَإِنْ بَغَتْ إِحْدَاهُمَا عَلَى الْأُخْرَى فَقَاتِلُوا الَّتِي تَبْغِي حَتَّى تَفِيءَ إِلَىٰ أَمْرِ اللَّهِ Surah Al-Hujurat, the 49th Surah, Ayah 9, with the explanation. And if two groups from the believers fight with each other, then bring about peace between them. But if one of them baghat if one of them transgresses does baghi against the other then fight against the one which transgresses until it submits to the command of Allah. Sheikh Al-Fawzan said so shedding their blood becomes permissible in order to prevent their rebellion and aggression and to preserve the united body of the Muslims and their unity and to safeguard security and then he mentions a similar case to them he said and likewise the blood of the brigands or the highway robbers or tariq, those who cut the paths, I mean the brigands or the highway robbers or the like," he said, "and likewise the blood of the brigands or highway robbers becomes lawful to shed." And he quotes the ayah in that regard: "Inna Nama jaza ul-ladhin yuhariboon Allah wa Rasooluhu wa yasau'n fil ardi fasada, an yuqattalu, ou yusallabu, ou tuqta'a ayrihim wa arjuluhum min khilaf, ou yunfa'u min al-ardh." Surah Al-Ma'idah, the fifth surah, ayah 33. With the explanation, the recompense of those who wage war against Allah and his messenger and strive to spread corruption upon the earth is only that they should be slaughtered or that they should be crucified or that their arms and legs should be cut off from opposite sides, or that that they should be exiled from the land. (coughs) Sheikh Fawzan said, so their punishment will be in accordance with the level of their crimes. In other words, in in the ayah, different levels of punishment is, is mentioned. That they should be slaughtered or crucified or their arms and legs should be cut off from opposite sides. Or that they should be expelled from the land. So Shaykh Al-Fawzan exp- explains that to mean mean their punishment will be in accordance with the level of their crimes. Meaning the worse their crime is, then the worse their punishment will be. He said, So these people, Allah has made it permissible to kill them. In order to repel their evil and their transgression. In these... These cases here, these two cases in addition to the three mentioned in the hadith.